Hey friends, this is Musing Methodist, where we discuss important issues and topics for Christians to ponder. And today I'm here with Jill, and we're excited we're going to talk about a polar bear hotel and Beth Moore leaving the Southern Baptist Convention, which is interesting and very strange. So, did I say I'm the assistant pastor? I'm John. I'm the assistant pastor at Danville CUMC. If you don't know me, this is... I'm Jill, and I'm the children's uh, director here. And we have our trusty... Sidekick? Sidekick. Oh, well, you said your wheelhouse is everything, so you're everything. You're not everything. That's... I don't know. Anyways, Kathy's with us. Say hi, Kathy. Kathy's in charge. Yeah. She can cut us off if she needs to. Yeah. Chris isn't here. So Kathy's in charge. <laughs> no. Even actually when Chris is here, Kathy is still Kathy's in charge. Kathy's in charge. She's good at it, too. She's but anyways, um, so we like to start our podcast by just saying how our weeks have been. It's been a week for me. How about you all? Pretty much so. Yeah. Biggest thing is the time change. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, uh, I went to bed. I woke up Saturday at 7 o'clock because I was like, I need to make sure that uh, I get in the mode and then because I'm preaching So you Sunday, time so changed I early. I tried to, I yeah. Too. yeah. Did you really? I always do. Whenever, we, whenever I know that, uh, that's, that Friday into the Saturday, I always make myself do whatever the time changes so that I'm ready for it on Sunday. Yeah, okay. that's good. Well, in the during the fall time change, my sister... They have a new puppy at their house, and they changed the puppy one, uh, like, 15 minutes every day before the time changed, so the puppy would change gradually. Yeah. That's neat. I'm like, that takes a lot of planning, and I just make my dog suffer, I guess. (laughs) You know, throw him into the baby into the bathwater. Is that what it is? Into the pool. I don't know. What else has happened in your week, Kathy? Anything? <laughs> She's tired. I yeah. literally like ten minutes ago she was sitting here like staring out of the window like uh, It's just nice outside. It is, it is nice, nice outside. Right. We need a podcast one day from outside. Oh that's a good idea. We'd we have can to get pick a non windy day. Yeah. We have to get good yeah. sound stuff. Yeah. That would be fun. We should do it. And then we could have like we should we could have an audience too. Yeah. Hey, bring your lunch a live to the podcast <laughs> that, that would in be person. <laughs> yeah, we could go on tour. This is a grand idea. Yeah. Well, we could do it from downtown London. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and it'd be especially good since I'm really not usually on the bot the podcast. Yeah. And um, so I could make all sorts of rules for the podcast, and then yeah. just like peace out. <laughs> hey, Lisa. Hey, Carol. Good to have you on the show or to listening. How has your week been, Jill? Or, and how was the weekend? Um, it was good. I worked from home at the end of last week. So it was kind of like I got to be home a little bit more over the weekend than normal. Yeah. Yeah. And that was good for me. Um, That's good. Yep. I'm getting some things done. That's cool. Yep. This week coming up is a big week for my family. Okay. Is it um, your birthday? It is my husband's birthday tomorrow. Okay. And my son Nathan's birthday the very next day. Oh wow. So we have a we have a double birthday. Do every. you all celebrate together or two celebrations? Um 
we always make like two different, well, we have in the past made two different cakes. And oh, yeah, my husband that's good. loves that's angel food cake and Nathan oh. likes chocolate cake. So we do angel food and then okay. devil's food. I like angel food cake. If you put like fruit and whipped cream on it, that's the bomb. Well, since his birthday is on St. Patrick's no. Day, I always like put like a vanilla glaze on it, but I turn everything green. Green. <laughs> For St. Patrick's. For St. Patrick's. For your... But I will not be seeing Nathan. Oh, yeah. He's opted out of his birthday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we thought about making a cake and eating it ourselves. Oh, but... you know what? who we need to have on the podcast? Who? Sorry. I was just thinking, because yesterday I did the funeral with Sean. We should have Sean on the podcast. Yeah. He would be fun. He would be fun on the podcast. Yeah. He's a talker. Would so. you have to do like a Zoom podcast? We might have to do a two-hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could do Zoom or we could... Anyways, I like... So yesterday I did the Jack Patty funeral with Sean. Mm-hmm. And we asked Sean to do the eulogy because Sean knew him really well and I did not. And so... Um, it was a wonderful eulogy. It was great. Sean did yeah. incredible. Yeah. That's his That's his wheelhouse right yeah. there. Like He's really good at that stuff. And so... Yeah, and and I haven't done a lot of funerals before, so I learned a lot from doing it with Sean. So that was a really good experience with me, mm-hmm. and we like Sean a lot. And he brought so many stories of Jack yeah. that were just delightful. Yeah, Eric Smith is with us. Hey, Eric. Hi, Eric. Eric, that's cool. I don't know that Eric said hi on the podcast before. So welcome. Well, there's always we always have <clears throat> just some videos. Yeah, I can always tell them listening even if they don't say hi. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I also had a, a, a big week. I have a little bit of my own animal news, <laughs> if I could. It's kind of, it, well, it's kind of strange animal news. So, okay. So I went to Franklin with the Morgans as they were burying at Rimmelson in, in Franklin uh, Cemetery. Uh, and Chris had really bad gout. And so he had... His big toe, I think on his right foot, was hurting really, really bad. So it was, <laughs> that was not funny. But he was like limping. And that was <laughs> a little bit funny watching him limp. <laughs> because it made him look a lot older than what he is. Yeah. He was like limp. He, I mean, he had his suit on with his, his vest. And he was just like limping around like a old man. Um, but anyways, so I was driving home uh, from from Franklin because uh, he was in pain and uh, and as I was driving home there was this well a couple of things happened one this big animal that was like the size of a cat not huge so the size of a cat I don't know if it was a cat or like a skunk or one of those things ran out right in front of us as I was driving you know you're driving like 55 or whatever and and so he ran, this animal just ran out right in front and we ran him over, which is very sad. But like animals do that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, well, actually what was, what was weird about it or funny about it? It's not funny that animals die. I'm sorry. But he ran Hysterical. out. He ran out in front of us and I was like, um, oh man. And I, I mean, at that point you're going fast enough. Can't you just that. can't do anything. And so we heard the bump under the car, and Chris was later. I, I was like, "Oh man, that's not good." And Chris was like, "Was that a deer?" <laughs> I'm like, "Chris, 
If that was a deer, it would have been a much bigger problem than what we just faced. But anyways, so it continues. Because then on the road, I saw a little bunny hopping out. They almost hopped out right in front of us too. But the bunny then moved um, out of the way, thankfully. And then I swear after that, it might have just been a leaf. But I thought there was a, <laughs> I thought there was a frog that also jumped out in front of us. But it, might, it could have just been a leaf. Are you sure you were playing a video game or something? <laughs> and so we had trouble with animals on the road coming home. Oh my. And I hit something that I don't know what it was, but it was a, like a cat type. And I hit a squirrel once. Yeah. And um and I had tried to avoid it. So and I think I made it worse. Yeah. So I, I learned not to try to avoid squirrels because they're more nimble than a car. Yeah. But I was yeah. so upset that I had done this that I called my husband. Mm. And I said, I hit a squirrel. That sounds and like he you, re- he replied to me. You did. I've been trying to do that for years. <laughs> that, that. <laughs> I was like, oh. that sounds typical. <laughs> it's like our relationship in a nutshell. Look at Darren's comment. Oh, what did Darren say? Oh, Pete is online too for John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, sorry. So, um, we're talking about animals. Animal um, stories. Uh, but it happens. Animals run out in front of cars for some reason but our animal news today we often do an animal news segment because they're just interesting and they're fun and different to listen to is that there's a polar bear hotel opening to bookings open in china now which is you're you're what you're in she's got reservations well yeah and it said it was open for reservations and when i read that the, the the title I was like, is this a hotel for polar bears? Like that's I don't what think, I thought. I don't a hotel think they for would polar bears. Need that, but it says that the hotel is the world's first polar bear hotel, open in China's far east northeastern province. Can you say that the province? Oh, you don't have it. It's Heilongjiang province. I think is the way you say it. Both, um, and so they have live polar bears at the hotel. So it has drawing guests, and also criticism uh, <laughs> for having Never live reason. polar bears. Uh, but part of the theme park, it says, is that you can stay there and you see polar bears. Like they're they're in their um, little enclosements or whatever you call it. Whether you're eating, playing, or sleeping, polar bears will keep you company uh, past, past the glass. Like So anyways. Or are the polar bears being entertained by us? That's Come a good to question. the polar bear hotel. There are people everywhere. They get excited. You to can see watch people. them eat. Yeah. Yeah. Are they like in a zoo type enclosement or are they in like little cages? Because if they're in little cages, I'm out. No, I think it's more like a zoo. I hope. Okay. Surely. Well, we'd have to look at the criticisms, I guess. Yeah. Well, and some of the criticisms say like polar bears belong in the Arctic, not zoos or glass boxes and aquariums, and certainly not in hotels. That was Jason Baker. Um, so, yeah. There's always the argument that it increases awareness of wildlife and maybe yeah. we'll take care of them better. Yeah. Could be. So, and Who knows? It, so appa- but apparently also in 2016, a shopping mall in the southern Chinese city of Guangzhou, which I've actually been to Guangzhou. Hmm. I had a cousin who lived there for a while. Attracted global c- condemnation after videos emerged of a polar bear 
lying on her side in a glass-walled enclosure. So this was in a shopping mall that had a polar bear. Oh, no. That just seems like you're using a polar bear then. That's not fair. Well, are, are, don't zoos use animals too? So, we I'm not going to get into the ethics <laughs> of zoos, Maybe. should we? I, that might take time. I, I would have to do some research too. But we are getting into other ethical we are. issues today, right? We are. Because we're talking about Beth Moore, right? Mm -hmm. So are you guys um, are you guys fans of Beth Moore? Um, yes. I, I will have to say at the very beginning that I am a huge fan of Beth Moore. Okay. Kathy? I'm not like... Not like Jill? I'm a hard Jill fan, but... Okay. Yeah, have you done like, some of her Bible studies? Yeah. So, um, growing up, I remember we did. I did one of her Bible studies twice okay. for some Which reason. Which one, Daniel? Oh, I love Daniel. Yeah, he's good. So, so you've done a lot of her stuff. I think I've done every Bible study, <laughs> <laughs> and I've yeah. I've like, you know, I have been for a while in charge of the Tuesday morning women's study, and for a while all we did was Beth Moore okay. because I was in cool. charge. Yeah. But we've, I've expanded. I want to tell you, though, the reason why I'm such a fan of Beth Moore okay, and how tell. it started for me is that, um, you know, there really weren't a lot of women's Bible studies that were yeah, available yeah. when I was um, in college and as mm -hmm. a young woman. Um, the kind of Bible studies that were for women were all on how to be a good wife. Yeah, yeah. And... I was a little impatient with that um, because it's a it was a narrow yeah. path yeah, yeah, yeah. there, sure. um, and there and there just wasn't a lot of Bible studies for women that talked about the Bible for yeah. heaven's sakes, yeah. or or try, or their purpose was to deepen your relationship with Christ, and it was like she opened up a world to women that hadn't been available. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That we could you know, study the Bible for its own sake and follow Christ for his sake and not because it was trying to help us be a better woman. Yeah. Yeah. Or a wife. Wife. Not yeah. better wife. Well, I mean, better, I mean, yeah, better you wife. as a better, person. Better. <laughs> yeah. be I'm putting that in quotes. A better woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I understand what you said. Yeah. Yeah. So. Behavioral way. Yeah. And, uh, uh, we think a lot of Beth is, is Beth Moore, as we've shared. Um, uh, one of the reasons I, I wanted to talk about this is because I find it interesting. Um, so the Southern Baptists are the, the biggest Protestant denomination in America, with the United Methodists being the second largest um, denomination. There's a lot of people that call themselves non-denomination, but that's not a denomination. Um, <laughs> it, itself. So I find it interesting that the Southern Baptists are having a type of a crisis right now, and and the United Methodists are also having a type of a crisis right now, which our, our Catholic and Orthodox um, friends would be like, yep, yeah, see, this is what you happen when you break up. But I, I could see relatively soon both of those denominations, well, the United Methodism probably will split sometime soon. And uh, the Southern Baptists seem to be losing a lot of um, people that are, are leaving for different reasons. And, and Beth has left um, primarily because she has felt that women have been mistreated and miscared for in their denomination. 
Yeah, Eric says non-denominational equals Baptist with a fancy website. That's, <laughs> that's true. But also uh, another thing about the word the, denomi- the denomination or word Baptist is that Baptist in general can mean a lot of things, but Southern Baptist is something specific. Uh, there are Baptists who are all over the theological spectrum. And and one of the unique things about Baptists is is one of the reasons why they're biggest in America is because um as America grew out on the frontier, a Baptist minister didn't have to be um, educated. And so Baptists are, are well known for having their bivocational ministers. And that's one of the reasons they, they grew so fast and have continued to grow. Um, whereas other denominations require more of an education um, for their, their ministers. So there's positives and negatives to that, but we're not necessarily talking about that. But so Beth has kind of had um, strife with some of um, the Southern, with the Southern Baptists for a while. Mm-hmm. And in recent years, it has become uh, more bigger. Uh, you guys, you might remember when uh, the controversial Georgia, California mega church pastor, John MacArthur, Mm-hmm. Summed up his thought about Beth Moore saying, "Go home." Go and home. that and that's just mean. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and that created a bunch of backlash, and and then right around that time in 2018 or 2019, she wrote her letter to um, my brothers, my brothers. In, mm-hmm. in Southern denomination, and uh, that was really good, and I appreciated that from her. Uh, but then. Uh, and, and things have kind of escalated with her and the other Southern Baptists. And but you know what? It's recently... not. She doesn't. She didn't escalate it herself. Yeah. No. 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 You're right. It escalated around her. She did not feed that fire. I mean, she's standing up for herself. Yeah. But... She's just saying what and she other women. thinks and believes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and uh, to some extent, I think some of the Southern Baptist leaders have gone. I think they're just being a little... I'm not Southern Baptist, so... But anyways, okay. So let's talk about a few things. One, um, the difference theologically between Southern Baptist and United Methodist. So United Methodist theologically fully support women in ministry and fully support um, uh, the fact that women don't necessarily have to fit cultural roles of women, especially in like the relationship of marriage. Mm-hmm. It, um, what the Methodists believe are everyone's a unique individual and women don't have to fit the, the cultural roles that we're used to uh, in America in this time, in this century. Um, so our controversies are not their controversies. Yes. They're having controversies that we're yeah. like. Yeah. So, so Southern Baptist um, are all kind of on the other side of the theological debate, mm-hmm. and they believe that women should not be ordained in ministry, and they hold theologically that that women and men in a marriage relationship, there should be specific roles that each of them, um, and I'm not going into all the, the details, um, but so I'll I just put that out there to say that theologically, we as Methodists are on one side. If you if you don't hold to those theological beliefs, we love you and we want you to come to our church and you're very welcome here. But that's just what we hold to um, theologically. And I also bring that up because you can be – I know many people that theologically hold to what like Southern Baptists believe, the complementarian view is what it's called. But they really live in a very – 
loving and kind way um and and almost in an egalitarian way especially in like their marriages and whatnot and then but i also know a bunch of people who are theologically on our side egalitarian that are what i i just call jerks um to women and, and treat women poorly and and so and i think a lot of what beth has to complain about the son of baptist is not the theological issue right although although we'll bring up and say again the theological issue beth thinks has been given a lot of the leaders freedom to to sin and to treat women poorly and so uh can you give a little bit about kind of beth's upbringing and then mm-hmm. can you tell a little bit so i mean and I, you know she, I just know what she has shared. Obviously, we're yeah. Beth. I, I joke sometimes that Beth and I are like this, you know, little yeah. crossing my fingers. Um, I don't know her. Your, <laughs> she respond to your Twitter. She. Right? I have had her respond to two Twitter tweets wow, of mine. That's a big deal. I'm a big deal. That's really cool. Yeah, no. She uh, works at our many church, years by the way. apart. And Jill yes. works at our church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you want to know someone that's close with Beth, with Beth, yeah, no. I, I appreciate her her willingness to study and her and just the what she does with her Bible studies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she is very open and has been open since the very beginning about her background as a child. She grew up in a home that she experienced um, sexual abuse, yeah. and she takes sexual abuse very seriously. It, it did a lot of damage to her family. Her church was her safe place. She has never shared who her abuser was, and I don't think she will. Yeah. Um, but it was somebody that should not have. Obviously, you're supposed to have a loving relationship, and this was a very strong betrayal, and it yeah. um, affected her in very deep ways, as it tends to do. Um, yeah. So that's her background. And then she, and one of the reasons she loves the Southern Baptists mm-hmm. is because she found. Safety. She found safety. Um, Her her churches growing up uh, definitely pointed her toward Jesus and the safety uh, of Jesus, and she embraced that wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. from a young age. And um, and then as she was getting to the end of her teenage years, she experienced a call to ministry, um, and knew that that was what uh, God was going to have her do. But she didn't know how. You know, and it took her a little little while. Yeah, and it said uh, I read one article that said she started. Um, she started sharing devotional. This is yes. so Baptist, yeah. Southern Baptist. I should say she started sharing devotionals during the aerobics class. She taught at First Baptist Church because, like, okay, yeah. woman, you go and teach exercise. But yeah, well, I mean, it was kind of an eighties thing too. Yeah, that's true. Our, you know. She then began teaching a popular women's Bible study at the church, which eventually that Bible study attracted thousands, thousands each week. In the early 90s, she wrote a Bible manuscript, study manuscript, sent it to Lifeway, and um, they actually rejected it. Then someone on Lifeway staff saw her teach a class, and they were like, no, we should let this yeah. woman teach. She's obviously anointed. Yeah. 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 And, and that's one of those those women that I'm like, like you're seriously going to listen to this woman and then say you don't think women should preach. But right. anyways. <laughs> she, and she, the, I mean, the funny thing is she never, ever, ever yeah. has claimed to be a preacher. Yeah. Like yeah. she was staying in her lane, you know, yeah. or the Southern Baptist lane. Yeah. Like she says, I and she's teach still, and I try to teach the women. And when men come into my classes, I don't tell them to go away. But yeah. I'm also not, I'm not trying to do something that our denomination doesn't believe in theologically. Right. And so... 
Um, She's told many, many stories where she would travel on the weekends um, mm-hmm. to give a speech. She would get her $25 um, yeah. check. Yeah. And to study for it, she'd be folding laundry on her kitchen table. I mean, this woman does not come from a lot of, you know, lifting up herself. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, exactly. I'm her, I, I love Beth more. So I really feel that God just opened doors to her because of her stance, Mm -hmm. because she goes into it with such humility. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, so I was I was wanting to read a couple things from her letter of sorry to your brothers. Go ahead, read to your brothers in Christ uh, that she had sent this letter. I don't know if it's twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. I forget. Um, but she says, uh, as a woman leader in the conservative evangelical world, I learn constantly to show pronounced deference, not just proper respect uh, to male leaders. Uh, for example. I issued disclaimers, not ad nauseum. I wore flats instead of heels when I served alongside a man shorter than me. Um, she says, often in team meetings, I was either ignored or made fun of, um, which all this is, is very sad, uh, even with a different theological view than what we hold. I, I know good fun when I, I'm having it, and I also know when I'm being ridiculed. Yes. Uh, I love this one. <laughs> I was the elephant in the room with a skirt on. I've been talked down to by so many male seminary students and held my tongue when I wanted to say, brother, I was getting up before dawn to pray and pour over the scriptures and when you were still in your pull-ups. <laughs> I love that line. I really like that. There's truth. That. There's. I mean, that's yeah. this honest truth. Yeah. Um, and so um, – Recently, when kind of among the Southern Baptist attitudes among uh, key Christian leaders smacked of misogamy, uh, objectification, and astonishing disesteem of women yeah. uh, had spread like kind of wildfire recently in, in the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, and uh, she says she came face to face with one of the most demoralizing realizations of my life. Scripture was not the reason for the colossal disregard and disrespect of women mm-hmm. among many of the these men it was only the excuse sin was the reason yeah. ungodliness um and i think uh yeah and and so she she goes on to 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 talk about how like uh, no matter what theological position you hold you, you have to understand the scriptures say we we love and we care about everyone we show everyone respect and, and that's the way jesus lived and you can see that in jesus's relationship with women mm-hmm. um and so because of that and because of the way that she's been kind of attacked by other leaders in, in Southern Baptist, um, she said, I don't feel like I'm Southern Baptist anymore. Yeah. And so it's it's interesting. So, Well, I, it's funny because it, since I've done all her Bible studies, yeah. <laughs> um, I have watched her go f- from a person who um, always taught well but to really, really being able to share her own voice. Yeah. And um, yeah. and I've been really proud of her. Yeah. I've, doing that. Yeah. I've when really she started speaking up more, I was like, thank goodness. And she has a lot to say, and it's <laughs> great. I mean, yep. honestly, this woman has never attacked a soul. And yeah, yeah. she gets the most hateful comments. Yeah. There are YouTube videos out there that just attack her. Mm-hmm. And, and her, not what she's teaching necessarily, yeah. but just her. And I think she's been very strong Yeah, and that's, to be able to stand up underneath such constant criticism. Yeah, it's, it's very sad. 
minutes. Yeah, it's I hard. Could, I could talk about theological things for a long time, too. Yeah. I get, I get, okay, speaking of the theological issue. Yeah. I get really upset when people on the other side of the theological issue, they say, oh, we just want to hold strong to the Bible. We just want to do what the Bible says. And I'm like, okay, don't tell me. It's not scripture <laughs> that we, we care about women and, yeah. and that we hold women in uh, the same esteem as, as men. The, the fruit of the because spirit. Because they're real people. Yep. The fruit of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit. There's never anything gendered um, on those. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, there are evidences on both sides, uh, but don't pretend like it's a clear cut issue theologically. But anyways, besides that, <laughs> um, we, we got to treat all people with respect and love people. And for some reason, some Christians <laughs> don't do that or don't see that as important, right? Or they just, they, they, you know, I should get more respect than anybody else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. not saying me. I'm saying. That's what kind of. Like, are. we're respecting yeah. everybody, but mostly me. <laughs> yeah. So I think. Um, That's not a Christian view. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the president of the Southern Baptist had recently come out with a comment about, hey, we need to like, we need to really think about these issues that are yeah. coming at us and really contemplate these and, and biblically. Well, I think if God ourselves. shows you a sin, you really need to deal with it. I mean, you need <laughs> yeah. to deal with it anyway. <laughs> but if it becomes yeah. very clear like this, yeah, yeah, for sure, it's and time so, to go in a different direction. Yeah. So um, that's one reason I like the Methodists. As we affirm women in ministry and in marriage as well, um, and we don't say you have to fit a cultural mold mm-hmm. that we and our culture have have given ourselves. Um, and that's another thing that frustrates me. Sorry, I'm, you go yeah, for I'm it. Nice. Is they say, "Oh, you guys," they point at us and say, "Oh, you guys are just letting culture tell you what to do." I'm like, "No, it's the exact opposite. <laughs> We're the ones that stand are standing on scripture, and you're the ones that are being called." Anyways, that's that's just me. I get frustrated. Um, but yep, yeah, Eric says, like "Women that. at the well, first evangelist, women to see Jesus, the first, yeah, Risen like Savior. you have to be, you you have to be." blind to say oh it's a clear cut on the other side but anyways jesus had extraordinary yeah yeah absolutely for sure esteem for women and so mm-hmm. yeah that's one reason i like the methodist but um what was i going to say oh yeah and, and um there's a, there's a couple of great uh women teachers in the methodist kind of stream i think of uh well, Carolyn Moore is incredible. Mm-hmm. Have you ever? Mm-hmm. Carol, she's like my hero. I actually met. She was at at one. She comes to the seminary quite often, and she was in the library once. And I was studying, and she was over there, and I was like, I was freaking out because I like Carolyn Moore. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I texted one of my friends. I'm like, Carolyn Moore is in the she's library, the table over from me, close to me. And this this friend was like, You need to go you say hi say to say her. Hi or you will regret it. And I was like. Okay, so I worked on my courage and I did. But I also learned at this point, like, you got to think about what you're going to say before you meet someone that is like a celebrity or else you're just like, I was like, hey, I just want to say I really appreciate your work and what you do. And I was just kind of dumbfounded. But anyways, meeting celebrities is kind of like that. But anyway, so Carolyn Moore is a great teacher. Um, She's a United Methodist pastor in Texas. 
Um, I really think highly of um, Sandra Richter. She's an mm-hmm. Old Testament professor. Um, I think she's out in, is she in California now in Fuller? Yeah, I think she's, I think she's at Fuller Seminary. She has incredible Old Testament stuff. Um, and then Jessica Lagrone's mm-hmm. here at Asbury. She's the Dean of Chapel and she has some great Bible studies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so, and um, I think Beth Moore and, and the Baptist kind of had a, a niche for women Bible study for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's getting to be more, more, yeah. and especially more from the United Methodists and, um, yeah, and there's some great thinkers and theological teachers and teachers of the Bible that are women. And mm-hmm. I would say that gotta get over the, in, the, <laughs> most, in, the most influential people in yeah. my life yeah. have been women. Yeah. Women teachers. Um, That's good. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I don't know if it's, uh, and probably part of it is because I am a woman, <laughs> and yeah, um, yeah, sure. and so there is some commonality of experience that can she can a woman can speak into my life in a way that I can hear it. Um, but I've been very blessed with having influential women. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And and teachers. we we need to hear from each other, and we need to yes. learn from each other, and we all have different experiences. And I remember there was one time. At my old church in our in our young adult small group, I let or uh, not I let I we rotated leaders, but one time uh, one of our young women leaders was was leading, and she brought up like something about like we were talking about simplicity, and then she talked about like picking out clothes for the day or whatnot, and I was like, I'm so glad she taught that because like I would have never brought that up. Like <laughs> I don't struggle. Well, I mean, I struggle because I'm colorblind, but. <laughs> So picking the right tie for the funeral is difficult. That's what I bring into work, and Kathy and Priscilla help me. But um, and Paul apparently too. So, but like, it, but it, it brought out to me like an experience that was different than what I'm used to, and I can learn from that. And so I was excited about that. But. Yeah, it expand. The more people you talk to, the more it expands your understanding. Yeah, I think that's great. God gives people to us. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. Keeping an open mind. Yeah. You can be, I mean, none of us know everything. Right. Yep. We can always learn something new. Yep. That's a great thing about following Jesus. Yep. So Beth Moore is not going to become a United Methodist, probably. No. I don't think so, especially with <laughs> our issues. <laughs> I mean, well, <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, she's, but you know what? She Her audience has always been multi-denominational. Yes, yeah, she's invited all sure. sorts of traditions. So. And, and speaks and, and has even said, you know, hey, you all make sure you stay under many teachers. Yep. Don't absolutely. just don't just listen to me. I want you to go and search it out for yourself and stay yeah. under a lot of different teachers. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. So that's good. Cool. Well, there's a lot that we could get. Talk I could more talk about. all day about and Beth Moore. We could rambling. Yeah. So what's your favorite Beth Moore study? Do you have a favorite? Do I have a favorite? Probably the latest one is always my favorite. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, she's, um, she did a, a study on James that was really, oh, really good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, I loved her study on Esther um, because it, she did a lot of literary, she showed us a lot of the literary construction behind the book mm-hmm. of Esther that yeah. was fascinating. That's cool. Um, I don't know. I just, I just. Always learn something. John, right? Yep, the beloved disciple. Yep. I have a whole shelf full of studies. Okay, cool. So if you're looking for a Beth Moore study, 
Just come Go no shop further. at my house. Yeah. Oh, you'll find them. Your house. Wow. Cool. It's not at my house. I have a shelf of Beth Moore oh, at my no, house. No, no. Yeah, okay. But you, I, I did but you can come you and look at the Bible studies. The I have them or... all. We have okay. them at the church, too. Okay, yep. cool. Well, anyway, come to the church, so too. We are happy for Beth. I'm sure it was really hard for her to do. Uh, and you know, sad, she, didn't, but... she, didn't, she didn't come up with this announcement. She yeah. had a reporter call her and give her, ask her some questions, and then she revealed. Yeah. This isn't something that she called attention to herself. She and her husband are going to different churches. They're going to well, and different churches. Well, and part of that is that her she was attending her son-in-law's church. Oh, okay. And they moved away. Her son-in-law and her daughter left the church that he planted, and are in Missouri now. And so it's really awkward to go back to a church that your son-in-law was the pastor of. Yeah. And is not the pastor of anymore. So they needed to look for another church anyway. Yeah. It all sort of happened all together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, cool. see, I know way too much about her. I'm and sorry. we have our little mini Beth Moore right here. Okay, shout out. If you ever missed a sermon and you want to, like, hear something but you only have four minutes, <laughs> just listen to the children's sermon because that's always, like, better than hearing the whole sermon. It's just four minutes. Good yeah, summary. Four minutes. It's really good. So anyways. We have lots of people say I get more out of the Yep. The <laughs> yeah, for sure. So but that's okay. Cool. Well that's you guys got anything more to say? Kathy, do you want to say anything more? With your New York accent. What? With your New York accent. Sorry. Um Beth is very southern. She is very Southern, and she loves being Southern. Yeah, she likes that. She was giving away um, cast iron pans once on her Twitter feed. Yeah. And telling people how to use them. Cool. And I was like, I just can't. Yeah. Do you see see when she was, like, commenting on the the dresses of the the vice president and then... uh, Oh, I did not see that. Obama's wife, Michelle's... Dress at, at the at inauguration. The inauguration. Was, I love those dresses. Holy cow! Yeah. And then someone on her Twitter oh. was like, "You're going to hell for this." And she was like, "I don't know." She was like, "I don't think," or "I don't know." She gave him a hard time. But I know, I know that she was. Are. She wanted the the was it Lady Gaga with the giant bird? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and she was like, "I already looked on Amazon. They don't have giant bird pins on Amazon." <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. She's very funny, which I also Anyways. appreciate. Yes. She's very funny and she knows her stuff and she is a true follower of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. I actually also remember in high school once for our, our I don't know, our small group or something or, or youth group that we were doing, we were talking about doing different Bible studies and one of my friends who he's he's a male, he was like, We need to do something like a Beth Moore study. <laughs> I was like, Yeah. That sounds good, but we could do something that's like meant for both too. <laughs> but not that I I have done her studies before, but I just thought it was funny. But mm-hmm. she's great. She's a great biblical teacher. Okay, so what's going on at the church? We're not doing Wednesday night this week, so don't come out for Wednesday night Bible study. We are um, not doing that. Last week was daylight savings time, so if you missed it, we're into it already. Hopefully you've caught um, up by now. <laughs> I just have the next steps from last time. I did not update this enough. So what else is going on? Have you got anything? Oh, preaching no. on Sunday. I'm my sermon's gonna be I'm excited for it. What are you preaching on? Good. 
Um, actually, my sermon title is uh, Suffering in Our Formation. Don't be like Darth Vader. So. Star Wars reference. Yeah. And I, well, I don't know. All our topics are like very serious right now. So I wanted to like, because Darth Vader is the perfect example of Mm -hmm. someone who allowed suffering in his life to turn him evil. Yeah. And my point is like our suffering can help us draw closer to Jesus Mm -hmm. if we allow it to, or it can draw us into evil we can sin. So there's, there's always two paths and dark Anakin chose the dark side. He probably just. Let's slip a spoiler there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> for my I did that. No, I just movie. didn't know the oh, movie. For the movie. Yeah. The series. I'm sure everybody knows that by now, but I once said that. Oh. Yeah, I once said that, and yeah. somebody was like, I didn't know that. And I was like. Yeah. Yeah, but he's such a sweet little boy, and then he becomes Darth Vader. So yeah. don't let that be your path. It's a little dramatic, but that's kind of the point, right? So. Anyways, uh, that's it for. Um, there's today. still yeah. lots going on on the children's page. I'm just going to give a shout out. Yeah, we've had, we've got, uh, we have our um, Lent readings that we're doing every every day. Yeah. On the children's page, and then we have our children's group, which is a private group, and it's private because we can share things that are copyrighted on in a closed group. It's, um, but you can certainly ask to join that, and we have a family Lent challenge going on. Oh, cool. On that group. And, like um, keep all the lint from the dryer. Is that what you? Yes, Sorry. exactly. Go and get the lint out. I actually keep my lint from my dryer because I have a little fire pit, and so it it helps to like start fires. You know, <laughs> it's great. I keep that in grease from you know cooking, and then you can start fire whenever you want. Whenever you want. Hopefully not it's in your dryer. I'm kind of a pyromaniac, but that's okay. Anyways, yes. Sometimes I you, love lint. You can so come over. I'll, we can have I'm a fire. Okay. Anything else before I close this out? Okay. We're planning on being here next week, dude. Today's the 10th episode. Really? Really? But I think we'll go continue. Um, So that's it. We'll see you next week. I'm going to play the closing music and give us a blessing. May the peace. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> may the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm, and may he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. Go in peace. See you guys. Bye. Sorry. The blessing I don't have to wait to start. That's why Kathy says bye to <laughs>